At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! Touchdown! Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. And on the Jeff sweep, it's Tremble rumbling. <laughs> Four, three, two, one, left pylon, touchdown. Just a short week. Um, a lot of factors, a lot of ex- external factors that, you know, could have set us off tracks. And, you know, we just stuck to our game plan, stuck to our, our keys, and just got the win, so it was good. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Right outside our studio, two big cranes are setting up the rigging and the stage, the lighting for the Rolling Stones No Filters Tour concert here on Thursday. Similarly, Matt Rule's Carolina Panthers, also under construction and doing well. The traveling road show goes to the Lone Star State again for a game at Dallas on Sunday. Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, Coach Matt Rule joining us live by telephone. Coach, we'll break down your season so far, the Houston game, of course, but the news of the day, the trade for C.J. Henderson. So take us back to the first time this hit your radar screen what about it was a good fit for your Carolina Panthers now? But CJ's a very talented young player, a guy we did a lot of work on in last year's draft. It's not very often that, uh, you know, top 15 pick comes available just to, you know, after one year. Um, but that was the case here. And so, um, uh, you know, they reached out to us uh, after JC uh, had his injury. Um, and we just felt like it was the right thing to do for us right now to get a, a young player of that caliber and, and add to the defense. And, uh, Coach, you don't see a lot of in-season trades in the NFL, especially players for players, although draft picks were involved in those too as well. Uh, what, what, what's that process like with, with Scott and then with your pro scouts and so forth? And uh, trying to turn that pretty quickly, I assume there might have been maybe even some competition to make that trade. Yeah, you know, Scott does a great job of, of you know, getting on the phone with other general managers and, and uh, in this case with the Jaguars and, and, and you know, working through a deal, finding, finding things that can be um, – you know, it could be a win for both sides. So, um, 
it's always difficult when you let a player uh, move on to another team. Uh, you know, Dan Arnold was a wonderful, wonderful teammate, a uh, great person. Um, you know, I, I, I hated to lose him. Um, but this was an opportunity to, to, you know, continue to improve our defense and, and, and especially the corner position. You know, we've, we've lost Justin Burris and Miles Hartfield at the safety and at the nickel and uh, losing JC. So, you know, three of our five nickel starters from the first game are gone. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll add, we'll add uh, CJ in and, and uh, take a nice easy with him. Let him, let him learn our defense and see what happens. Coach Rule, you've coached us up before that uh, because of the way teams pass the ball so fluidly in the NFL. Now, uh, your your nickel defense at times could even really be considered your base. With with what modern QBs, tights, receivers, backs are capable of throwing the ball, are corners quality DBs like C.J. Henderson are are they at even more of a premium? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, if you can find guys who can rush the passer, guys who can cover. Um, you know, the great quarterbacks in the National Football League can, can tear a lot of zones up. And so even in zone nowadays, there's usually a lot of man principles. So on the last game, you know, we played nickel, we played dime. Um, you know, it's just it's just, uh, it's just the way that the offenses have trended. Well, nice timing. You get A.J. Boye back this week. And uh, I know you're not entirely uh, certain or wanting to talk about how you're going to use him this week. But just the player in general with, with A.J. coming in, what's he going to do to help your secondary? Yeah, you know, he's a really, really smart football player, really talented uh, man. Um, um, you know, obviously we haven't had him for a while, so it's good to have him back. And uh, uh, you know, he can, he can play. He can play corner inside. He can play outside. Uh, he's got a lot of versatility. On the radio side, Coach Rule on the the Houston game, uh, Jake Delome mentioned maybe middle third quarter, late third quarter, early fourth. It looked to him like Chuba Hubbard had kind of turned a corner that that he. Uh, almost appeared to grow more into the role during that game. How did you see it from the sideline and then when you broke the tape down? Yeah, I think sometimes as a running back, you know, you just need carries, you need touches, you need opportunities. I mean, you have to get, you have to get, you know, uh, in a little bit of a rhythm. And when you're the backup tailback, you're not afforded that opportunity sometimes. Um, but I, I thought, you know, Chuba's had some issues, you know, slipping as he, as he cuts off his inside foot. And I think sometimes he sees the guy gets so anxious maybe moves a little bit uh, too fast. And as he got reps and as he got into a rhythm, he, he did, he did a much nicer job to me of making those cuts. He had a couple 10 yard runs. He pulled the pile and I think we saw his explosiveness. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll settle into the role. And, uh, you know, as I told him at halftime, you know, this is why we drafted you. So uh, go show what you can do. And you got Royce Freeman on the field last week. Uh, talk about his game a little bit more of a physical back with some years in the league, a couple years in the league. And uh, not only Royce, but uh, what's maybe your expectation as we sit here today about uh, McCaffrey and, and how long he might be out? Yeah, I really don't know about Christian. Um, so, you know, me right now, I'm just I'm just focused on getting these other guys ready for this game. And uh, uh, Royce, um, you know, as you said, is uh, a physical presence, uh, really nice route runner. Uh, I, know, I know the quarterbacks have a lot of confidence in him to, to be where he's supposed to be. And, you know, we have guys on the practice squad like Spencer Brown and Rodney Smith, who was a starter for us last year. And those guys are ready to step up into any role that's needed. And coach, how do you see the role of of Trimble? Um, I, I, I think the role is definitely going to change because he's he's been a bright spot. I've heard you said that he's the, the next Jeremy Chin, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, I I, I compared him to Jeremy when when we came coming out, just thinking he could be a guy who was a who was a tight end, who was a fullback, who was a receiver, could just play a lot of different positions. 
Um, he's done a nice job for us on special teams. Obviously caught the wheel route down the sideline last game, had the, had the, the, the speed sweep that, you know, not a lot of big men like him can run, but he ran. So, you know, he, he's a guy, he's a young player. He's still going to have, you know, he's going to have moments where, you know, he plays like a rookie, but, but he's got a lot of talent and he works really hard at it. So um, we'll continue to find ways to, to get him the ball. And, um, you know, at the end of, at the end of the day, uh, every one of these guys is, is talented. So when they have an opportunity, you know, we trust them to go out and make their plays. And, and he made some plays for us last year. Matt Rule on Panther Talk with us live. Coach, staying on the tight ends, how close is Ian Thomas to being the kind of complete player that you see him having the potential to be? I think Ian's played great. You know, he's doing a lot of the dirty jobs. You know, um, he's out there blocking. He's out there, you know, catching naked. He's out there getting other people open. I mean, he, he, he's a complete player to me. And, um, you know, while we've had other guys, you know, maybe playing on third down, um, uh, he's, he's, he's versatile. And um, I'm really pleased with the way Ian's played. I know there were uh, two fumbles in the pocket. I think Matt Paradis might have got both. He got at least one. He might have gotten both, you can tell me. But I think um, – did he have one of the better games since you've been here as far as what he did and in the blocking game and in those big possession moments like that? Yeah, Matt. Matt's an excellent player. He's really the quarterback. You know, anytime you – know, for, for a lot of our guys playing together, you know, this was the first time for many of them ever playing um, in that much you know, noise. Uh, on the road last year, obviously, there wasn't any noise. Silent cadence um, – working together, all the different protection points and Matt getting us on the right plays page and then protecting well and, and being really good in the run game. So he, he's a vital, vital part of our team. And um, I think he's been a real key to, to Sam's success because they have such a great chemistry in terms of, you know, light points and protections and all the different blitzes you see. And they've done a nice job together. And, and Coach, typically we see in the preseason that the offensive line is probably the last unit to go ahead and, and gel. Do you see that? gelling situation that solidarity starting to happen because of the protection that we've seen only Sam getting also the running lanes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I thought the offensive line played their best game last Thursday night. I mean, we had, we had, you know, a, a hit on the quarterback that was, you know, a bad, a bad protection call by Sam. And so, you know, he, he recognized it and got the ball out, made a huge third down. Um, but I think those guys are, are getting better and better and better. And, you know, I could see in our run game, you know, going into this past game, you know, we're just a half a block away and uh, we had some runs that cracked last week. So, you know, we'll continue to work and try to get better. Um, we'll continue to work and bring along the young players, continue to work and get those five starters you know, into a real groove working with each other. And uh, it doesn't get any easier each week. You know, this week we have Dallas Cowboys and Randy Gregory and Michael Parsons and a bunch of really good players to get ourselves ready for. So uh, we, we, we'll continue to work and try to get ready this week. Coach Eugene played at Colgate and in the NFL for a long time. He could tell uh, could tell all of us how hard it is on a defense when the quarterback is adept at faking and selling fakes and carrying out fakes. Is Sam Darnold a good ball handler in your estimation? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I, I think he, I think he does it well. Um, you know. Uh, uh, um, I think Sam's working really hard to become a complete player, and uh, whether it's the run checks. I think one of the best things that happened in this last game, now unfortunately it was called back, but Sam tucked the ball and ran for about 40, 45 yards. And um, that really changes what, what, a, what a defense will do coverage wise. You know, when they, when, you know, they want to play two man and keep you in the pocket, all of a sudden you have a quarterback who can run, they get out of all of that. So um, Sam's, uh, Sam's got a lot, you know, of things that he, you know, he, he, he'll continue to work on and uh, add to his game. I, th- I think we've seen a good start and he's just got to keep on with it. Coach, is it possible to have too many weapons that you have too many weapons that you really can't isolate what you want to do or it makes it difficult? 
Nah, I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> that would be a no coach like being <laughs> too good looking or having too much money. Give me as many good players as possible, please. We'll take it. We love having them. Yeah, yeah. I was my my point was I, I don't know if there is there enough ball to go around with all the different players that you have that who can really carry the tote the rock. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, I think um, at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, we don't really, you know, we don't have some plays we do, but we don't have a ton of plays. It's like, hey, this ball goes to the sky unless we're handed to him. I mean, uh, we're, we're in a lot of drop back, a lot of progressions. You know, if one guy's not open, we go to the other guy. Um, you know, there's some guys like Robbie that we need to get going, and Robbie's working, you know, and he's he's getting open, and the ball's just going somewhere else right now. And, you know, so, so we'll, we'll continue to work on that. But whether it's Terrace Marshall or Brandon Zilster or Alex Erickson or whoever it's been this past couple of weeks, uh, guys have gotten open and caught the ball and made plays. And I think when you have a quarterback who trusts his guys and spreads the ball around, it becomes way harder on defenses as opposed to, hey, let's just take away this one player. All right, let's get to the important questions now. Are you a Rolling Stones fan, <laughs> and will you get to hear a song or two while you're here in the building working? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that'll go. I, I hope I have a chance to. I, uh, I'll do everything I can to meet Mick Jagger, or Keith Richards, <laughs> or somebody. But uh, yeah, I'm a Rolling Stones fan. I went and saw, I went and saw them in 19, oh boy, 91 maybe, um, in in uh, at the, in New York City, and um, it's a long time since then. So maybe I'll have a chance to see them again. Yeah, that'd be great. Coach Rule's a music guy for those people who do not know. Do you have a go-to game day song, Coach, that gets you pumped up as you're driving in or once you get here? He has to have one. You know, I, um, for years, when I was a player at Penn State, and uh, for years I would listen to, it's going to get started, you think I'm crazy, but I would listen to uh, Kirk Franklin and the family, a little gospel music. And okay. That with, uh, with, with the Grateful Dead which is the most odd combination ever. And, and now what I do is, uh, but both of them, both of them got me in the right place. And both of them kept me relaxed and got me ready for game day. So I'll still do that, but I'll, I'll usually make a, a playlist on Apple music, like in the middle of the week. And um, like kind of that's what I sort of, I'll have one that'll say like Cowboys and I'll listen to that all week and get myself ready for the game. Don't ask me why I do it like that, but I like to, I like to listen before the game, the same music I listen to in my office all week. I promise to stump the whole stump, nothing but the stump. Is that what? The Kirk Franklin there, Coach, I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go, Coach. Would you like a recorded Eugene Robinson version to use that? Eugene Robinson you yeah. you know, We'll send that to you so you have that for game day. It is possible to ruin an entire musical experience for some I promise purposes. the stump. Coach, I'm jamming, I'm, I'm jamming with Coach. If there you miss the Rolling Stones uh, concert, we'll yeah. send Eugene to sing all of it for you afterwards. All right. With that, right let's on, let Coach. Coach Rule go. Appreciate you, Coach. Thanks, Thanks a coach. lot, and uh, we'll talk to you this week. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. That's just, I feel like it kind of came off the tracks there a little bit. It yeah. Is. Yeah. I just uh, I've not heard that group, and now I rather <laughs> think that I don't care to. <laughs> oh, man. All oh, right. Man. Okay, broadcast round there. we got a big show for you tonight. We've got uh, Morgan Fox. Yeah, don't judge the show in the last few minutes, please. we got Morgan Fox. we got Scott Fitterer, broadcast roundtable. We call it Panther Talk, and it is on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com.
This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Here's McCaffrey. No, it's a fake. Darnold keeps it and will score. Carolina leads six to nothing on the slick ball handling by QB 14. Losing Christian's tough. I mean, he's, you know, a great player. So, you know, I really thought Chuba and Royce, when they got in there after that, did a really great job. But, you know, losing Christian's tough, but I thought we did a good job of bouncing back and, you know, in that second half, we were kind of able to put that first half behind us and really do a good job in that second half. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. I wish you could talk like that. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. <laughs> It'd be With Mick Mixon. Oh, man. Um, Panther Talk. I had our 19th nervous breakdown at Houston when uh, J.C. Horn got hurt, Christian McCaffrey hurt. The, the win came with an injury cost, but it was a good win nonetheless. And this is a little tangential, but driving uh, into work this morning, guys, I was just thinking about pro football and just why we love this game and how it draws us in. You got Justin Tucker with a little bunny hop and then a bomb. 66-yard field goal sets an NFL record. The Ravens should have probably been called for delay a game prior to that, but it wasn't called. You got Justin Fields. Much fanfare. Ballyhoo. Rigamarole. <laughs> Falderall. Rigamarole. That's a great word. Motor dash. And he <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> Survey says 47 yards in 42 plays, and he was sacked nine times. What in the world? And then Aaron Rodgers just toying with people. Crushed them. He absolutely crushed them. Aaron Rodgers just proves that. Like thirty-seven seconds from his own twenty-five. Uh, 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 it, it, it's 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 not even fair the way zip, he diced up, uh, diced up the forty nine. I know he and Devontae Adams go together like red beans and rice. That's it. These rookie quarterbacks are just getting their head beat in, aren't they? I mean, Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Zach know. Wilson, Justin Fields. I mean these these are great players, and it's just like it's tough. And like you said, Aaron Rodgers, Sam Darnold. These veteran players, I mean, they, they take their lumps or they sit and wait. They're pushing these kids out there right away. And sometimes it works out. You know, Cam came in, played well right yeah. away. Uh, but uh, more often than not, it does not work out in the initial phase of, of them going on. I was watching the broadcast, and Phil Sims said exactly one of the same things. That it's all right to have a veteran quarterback and to let this young guy sit underneath that veteran leadership and watch and learn. You know, this is an education that turn, that's on the bench that I think that we omit in high school, college, and in the pros, like you got to get the guy out there. Just let football educate you. Football it does a great job of telling you what to do and what not to do. It really does. And then if you throw a guy in there now, all right, nine sacks, guess what? Or Zach Wilson up in, in New York, I'm like, look, these guys can't protect me. My game's going awry. I'm scared and nervous in the pocket. Now it's going to be only that much more worse of remember, my performance. Remember the famous New York Jets Sam Darnold quote, I'm seeing ghosts out there. Now compare and contrast to what we see out there now, this confident, feet yes. not moving, hanging in the pocket to the last second, John Wayne. I mean, just like the guy's cool as a cucumber back there, and that's the progress he's made, but it's like it takes time. It Whether takes it's time. on the bench or living through it, it doesn't happen overnight. A lot of examples, and Aaron Rodgers may be the best, apprenticed for several years before he got his before shot. Before he got his shot, and look at him. He's one of the best quarterbacks on earth. On any other planet there is. So, Eugene, want to get your take on this. So, C.J. Henderson C.J. Henderson comes in, and it strikes me that corner is more of a reactive position, that man, man free, Robert, cover two, cover one, et cetera. 
even though some terminology may be different team to team, that he could come in and pretty quickly get ready to go. How do you see it? Yeah, he could actually come in because even as a matter of terms, you're either in zone defense playing cover three, cover four, cover two, or you're in man coverage, which is one or zero. That's it. Your technique and man coverage may be press on press or off the six to seven and a half yards off the ball inside taxi technique. It doesn't change at all. So he can come in there and go, hey, what defense are we playing? Playing cover three. We're playing cover two. He knows in cover two, I'm going to jam my guy inside. I got to take away the seven route, that corner behind me. I'm going to drive on anything in the flat. So those things won't escape him. The terminology will, but it won't escape him. So that's why he's going to have Jeremy Chin in his, in his air going like this. Hey, we're playing cover two. Hey, you're in the flat. Oh, you're in the deep third. Hey, you got man-to-man coverage. Those things are basic. And when you've been playing for the couple of years that he's been playing and your number one draft pick that he is, he should know those things right away. These guys are babies, though. This yeah. is the 2020 class. <laughs> I know. I mean, you got Jeremy Chin talking to C.J. Henderson. So, like, these guys have to grow up quick, too. They have the to quarterbacks we were talking about. Uh, absolutely. All right, injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Uh, of course, we're talking about J.C. Horn with the foot injury placed on IR today. It'll be a couple mm. months. Hopefully get him back this season with Christian McCaffrey. No IR, hamstring injury. There's reports about three weeks. We'll see what it is. And then with uh, Justin Burris, the groin injury, we'll see uh, if it's a week or two with him. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, your care, your, your way. way. As long as I live, I'll never forget Kristen Balboni's sideline report for the Saints game when McCaffrey has a tight calf and they get him on the sideline and get the calf roller out and the calf roller breaks on McCaffrey's <laughs> calf muscle. Oh, to have calf muscles like that instead of the dental floss like <laughs> Not the uh, dental floss. No. muscles that, uh, that we're rolling with here. Uh, Morgan Fox, a great guy, playing well, turned up. We'll talk to him when Panther Talk continues next. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of the Carolina Panthers. Join Kristen Balboni, Darren Gant, and Will Bryan for the Happy Half Hour. Each week, the gang covers all things relating to your Carolina Panthers, both on and off the field. The Happy Half Hour and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Melvin tight to Carter near side. Mills looking that way, rolls to the near side, being hit and being knocked to the ground, a sack at the 20-yard line. Mills has the snap. Here comes pressure. Mills bumped in by Reddick, and he eats him up at the 36. Reddick was not going to be denied that time. That's a side swipe. It's a big step. Um, we're headed in the right direction, and uh, we're going to keep this momentum going. So it's a big win, and it was on the road. It was tough. Uh, sloppy game. We got a lot of things to work on. Just not beating ourselves, but um, pull the win. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Silkey, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Practice ends. It's not easy to get a marquee player, a star, to stop and talk a little bit, but Morgan Fox is by our Panther Talk microphone now. How was uh, practice for you guys today, Morgan? It was good. It was good to get legs back under us after a couple of days off and kind of start getting our mind rolling towards next week. Last week you had a red jersey on for a day or two. How's your body holding up right now? Oh, body feels great. You know, can't complain. Trainers took care of me and, you know, feel really good. 
Saw you working uh, toward the end of practice today after most of the players had left. You and Derek Brown were doing some work. Uh, what, what kind of things were you guys trying to tune up? Uh, just improving some pass rush stuff from the last game, you know, trying to find things we did wrong and how to make them better and, you know, how to help take a step forward. How important is that, uh, that, that part method teaching, the little nuances that you guys work on, hand placement, et cetera, to, to the larger effort of a defense playing well? Oh, it's huge, you know, because your technique's going to help you make plays and, and create muscle memory so that under high-stress situations you can, you can make those plays without thinking about it. Have you ever been a part of a defense with the personality and the character of the 2021 Panthers? <laughs> no, nah, these guys are hilarious, and, you know, they super super good energy everyone runs with the ball everyone flies around everyone enjoys it and everyone plays for each other so super exciting to be a part of it who are your best friends on the team oh i don't know i mean i got a lot of me and Quan get along really well me and frankie you know I, I try to get along with just about everybody so i don't know if i got any best friends yet morgan fox on panther talk i've always been amazed at how phil snow substitutes just different guys coming in coming in coming in do you see that wear on opposing offenses at times morgan uh, you know, I wish I could speak for other offenses. You know, I think it's definitely a benefit for us to be able to bring so many talented guys in fresh and, and rotate so many, you know, legs in and out that can that can create havoc and make plays. Have you started scouting Dallas's offense yet? And if so, what have you seen? Uh, you know, I just started watching tape on them the other day, and, you know, they're a good team. That's definitely what I've seen. Very talented O-line, very talented quarterback, and talented at their skill position. So it's a team that we're going to have to come out and play our best if we want to come get a win. They're on tonight, Monday Night Football with Philadelphia. You Are you a football fan when you're not working at your craft? Will you watch that game? I'll definitely watch that game. So I'm, I'm going to try to tune in and, and pick up anything I can from it. Lastly, while you watch the game, what will be your salty snack or beverage or food choice to, to watch football with? Uh, my girlfriend's making tacos, so I'm going to eat tacos. Taco night. All right, what time should we be at the crib? Uh, hey, it's just for me, so you might <laughs> want to stay home. I don't know if i got enough food for everybody. All right, Morgan. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right. With Morgan Fox, I'm Mick Mixon. Stay tuned. Panther Talk continues right after this. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. First and goal from the seventh. And on the jet sweep, it's Tremble rumbling. <laughs> Four, three, two, one, left pylon, touchdown. Darnold ready for the snap. Quarterback sneak being pushed from behind. No signal yet. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. That was a Thursday night game on national TV. I mean, um, you know, we watched we watched the Texans last week play against uh, the Cleveland Browns, one of the premier teams in the National Football League. We watched them battle. Um, it was a one-score game at the end of the game where it should have been. So we knew it was going to be like this. So, um, you know, we, we did a lot of things to hurt ourselves. I think we regrouped a little bit at halftime and said, hey, let's let's go out there and stop beating ourselves. And um, uh, a bunch of guys stepped up when we needed them to. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. I guess to say it's been a busy day for the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Scott Fitter, would be a little bit of an understatement. He's been busy uh, trying to make our football team better. Do you feel like you did that today with the trade for C.J. Henderson, Scott? Yeah, I think C.J. is going to be a nice addition to this team. You know, a lot of people uh, put time and effort into this, trying to get this trade done. We relied on a lot of the coaches and the 
personal relationships we have in the building that know him. And uh, really, this is it's a really nice addition. It's unfortunate about JC, but uh, this is a guy that we've always liked, and uh, he's going to really help us in the future. What did your eval of him, Scott, in the, the pre-draft process prior to last year's draft reveal about his athletic ability and his character and football intelligence? Yeah, we thought he was a rare athlete with the size, the speed, that just how smooth he is, how fluid he is. He's a twitched up, bigger guy. He's got the length that we want. Um, he can play off. He can press. You know, he's got uh, instincts for his zone. So all those things really matched up. That's why he's a number nine pick overall in the draft, and we see all those traits still. So uh, we're going to get him here, get him in our system, Coop's going to get him coached up, and we'll be ready to roll. A trade like this, uh, you've got to give up something to get something. Was it hard to part company with a, a classy tight end, Dan Arnold? Probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do, like as far as uh, talking to a, to a player, letting him go. Usually, you know, you, you know, you try to treat each person individually, but this was a hard one because everyone felt so strongly about him. Even though he's been here a short time, he's made an impact. He's a leader. Uh, he's on the leadership council. The players love him. You appreciate how he comes out and works every single day. So when Matt and I sat down to talk with him this morning, it's the first time I had like some nerves, like I had butterflies in my stomach. I know Matt felt the same way. We just told him how much we appreciate him and wish him luck. And, you know, we'll see where the, our, hopefully our, our paths cross in the future at some point. Be great. Scott Fitterer with us on Panther Talk. So uh, C.J. Henderson, Scott, will know football, but maybe not as much about Phil Snow's system. Is DB, is corner a position where the, the learning curve can be fairly uh, quick and, and he can assimilate fast? Well, there's no doubt uh, he can assimilate quickly with, with his athleticism. Um, we'll just see. It's a case-by-case thing. Guys can learn at different rates, and we'll see once he gets here what he knows and how quickly he picks it up. What were some of your takeaways from the, the victory out at Houston, Scott? You know, I, I really thought some guys stepped up. When Christian went down, uh, I thought Sam played, you know, great. I thought he stayed within himself. He took the throws that were there. Um, he didn't panic. I thought Chuba, once he got his feet under him, really kind of found his groove. You saw him take that next step. And uh, just overall, I really liked the effort and the play. The guys found a way to win. And, uh, again, the defense played great uh, last week. Defense exactly continuing to play at a high level. How about the O-line? Did you see improvement there? Yeah, I did. I thought they, I thought they uh, were getting better. There's a period in the game where we had a little too much leakage. You know, Sam had some pressure. And then they pulled it together, and uh, I thought they played well the later half of the game. Now we go back to the Lone Star State. Do you have any uh, relationships there with Dallas or any personal friends on that outfit? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think we all have friends. Not not a lot of close ones with Dallas. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a unique place to play. It's a fun place to play, and we're looking forward to it. That's good. You don't have a lot of friends there. Make it easier for us to put a pretty good lick in on these guys. Scott, thanks for your time. Appreciate it, and congratulations on a good deal today. Appreciate it. Thank you. GM, Scott Fitterer, Morgan Fox before that. And not that I'm keeping score, but I'm now over life on inviting myself over to other people's <laughs> the address for something to eat around this place <laughs> he said you cannot go ahead and, and have those tacos he's going to eat those tacos himself. i thought you were building up on the dallas question well since you don't have any friends there do you want to get up for dinner the night <laughs> before the game so you can be rejected by do you remember that time <laughs> we played at dallas 2015 thanksgiving day so i'm interviewing coach rivera the next day for the game and he said, uh, oh, yeah, I said, Mick, we had the whole staff. We had all the players, all the coaches, <laughs> all their families. We had a Thanksgiving spread. Stephanie and I, we got the salon downstairs in the hotel, and I went, <laughs> is this on? 
Mixon, M-I-X-O-N, room 317. <laughs> was that the game that Luke Kuechly had two interceptions? Yeah. And, one yeah, touchdown and he pushed and Romo bro- down on they, the ground. They broke Tony Romo. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. I think you said something like, mm, mm. don't throw a man down like that. Don't throw that. a man down like that. Stiff arm in the man in face like that. Oh, my goodness. Is that legal? <laughs> Is that legal? So getting back to some serious ball. <laughs> okay. How how impressive was it, Eugene, that the Carolina Panthers, because that first half at Houston, things started to go kind of poorly second quarter. The officials aren't calling a good game, and the players are they just – it just felt like there was a funk. It felt like we needed to just pressure wash the whole team. But then they come out and play good in the second half. Did that get your attention? It got my attention, and who really you know piqued my interest was, was the quarterback. I, I thought Sam Darnold played extremely well. The way he moved in the pocket, I mean – there's a subtlety. When I'm playing free safety and I look at the uh, the offense and you see the quarterback drop back three, five, seven-step drop, whatever that is, and then you see these little nuanced movements as he's trying to find that throwing lane. He found the throwing lanes. I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's finding the throwing lanes. He's finding the throwing lanes. And then he's delivering the ball in stride. I mean, it's, it's not behind you unless he wants to throw the back sort of fake. It's in stride. And so what I saw was I saw this emergence of Sam Donald saying, look, I am one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you better recognize. I know I don't. I know I came from New York. I know things went awry there, but guess what? I can play some football, and I tell you what, he looked absolutely solid. I thought he was a big reason why we were so successful in that second half. I know they want to, and they will get Robbie Anderson more involved, and he was probably, I'm sure, open many times in that game. But how in the world was DJ Moore? So open. Like, if there was a record for the most open you can be, he would have broke it several times in that game where he was just standing in the, I guess, in the middle of his own coverage where he was just standing there waiting for a football to come his way. DJ has a really good knack of watching exactly where you got the linebackers dropping, where the safeties are dropping, and finding that little niche. And he's his speed is kind of like, I'm fast, and I'm not have to be fast. I need just to be smooth and and, and precise, a lot like Greg Olson. Greg Olson here found that gap. He would go ahead. If his man covers, he would run away from the guy. If his zone covers, he'd sit down in the zone. Well, DJs have that same knack, and that's why he's so open. And then DJ's hard to bring down. He is really, really hard to bring down. I'm still thinking that that one that he got spun around and whatnot, I still thought that was a touchdown. I was like, man, did he actually touch the ground? Maybe his knee touched the ground. I couldn't tell. It looked like a touchdown. So he has all the tools to go – there's not enough ball to go around. I'm telling you because you could throw the DJ, you could throw the Robbie, you could throw the Trimble, you could throw the Terrace, you could throw the whoever you want on this field, CMC, and they could be the feature guy because all of them are so talented. Dallas is one and one. They play tonight, Philadelphia Monday Night Football. It, can you figure their defense out, Zoke? It looks like, I mean, almost possession by possession. Sometimes it looks to me like they blitz. They they commit additional pass rushers to the to the play without the integrity behind that that it should the defense they, uh, should have. The Micah Parsons has played really well for them, and he um he was playing linebacker, and then they had uh, Demarcus Lawrence get hurt, so now they put him more up at edge. Uh, so they, they've kind of moved him around a little bit, and you know they were horrific in pass defense last year. The secondary was awful, uh, so they're trying to get that the pass coverage and all that right, but the pressure up front. So what they want to do is, uh, and they've actually done well. I mean, they beat the Chargers, which we now know is a good team, twenty to seventeen, and they almost beat Tampa Bay. That was a close game. Yeah. Uh, so they, they've they've done better on defense so far. But obviously, when you talk about all those weapons they've got with Amari Cooper and, and C.D. Lamb and Zeke Elliott back, 
and uh, and Pollard uh, sharing the running back load with him with a healthy Dak Prescott. I mean, that's that's a, that's going to be a formidable team to go down there and try to beat. Yeah, I'm just looking at the stats: 306 yards per game. That's really really healthy. It's only three sacks. The quarterback's in a sack only three times. That's that means they the converse of that defense of 346 yards per game. That's not a good thing. Not that's not what good. you want. Their O line for years, and I'm not qualified to say how good it is right now. That right side with uh, Zach Martin, uh, Terrence Steele, is a pretty hefty six 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 seven dudes over there. But for years they've had that gold standard O line where they invested in it and they could run the football. But yet they're not using Ezekiel Elliott. Pollard seems to be kind of their feature back right now. What do you make of that? I, I thought that Pollard was almost a feature back. I, it had that feel. I mean, when you I was watching the game, I'm like, oh, my goodness. 7.7 yeah. yards of carry for Pollard. And here it is. You want to eat. When you get a chance to go out there and, you know, kind of usurp the authority of the, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and know that you're that good and then show everybody, showcase what you could do, you want the ball every single time, and you're going to make sure that when you get the ball, you make a statement. And that's what I think Pollard's at. His confidence is high. He's making a statement that says, look, it's not only Ezekiel Elliott, but you better recognize my game. we got to go to break. I'll never forget that trip to Dallas that we didn't get invited to the Rivera's big family Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Because me, were you with us, Eugene? The Zoke, David Langton, we went to this dirtball Italian place. <laughs> where you order by number, I and I got would, I chicken marsala, and the chicken on my plate looked like it had ordered a Peloton and had run a triathlon. <laughs> it was the scrawniest. Well, your mistake most. is you go to Dallas, you don't order chicken marsala. I know. In it was Dallas, Texas. We're in Dallas. What about ribs and all the other stuff? You remember that place, though? I do remember. but Me, Kevin Donnelly was there. I remember that. You did not order well. <laughs> okay, so enough about that. We've moved, definitely moved past that. Uh, this is uh, We're going to have some more broadcast roundtable talk. We'll uh, break down this Cowboys matchup in more detail next. You're listening to Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill, and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers. Now playing Carolina Panthers. Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit Panthers.com. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. I got a question about Eugene's question about are there enough balls to go around for all the weapons in this offense, but first... Zoke, we got a little shop talk here. Our our buddy Harold Hamrick is hey, we've got a big crew. Sin City. We've got a big crew. We've got depth on the roster That's of it. our crew, uh, but we're missing uh, the A one engineer Harold Hamrick because he was in uh, Vegas for the NASCAR race. Ham. and he is listening while flying from Vegas. I saw on the Twitter feed. Uh, so uh, I want to give a shout out to shout Ham, out to who's up there probably having cheese wheels and grapes without us uh, right now while flying about over the flyover yeah. states. Just remember, Harold, what happens in Vegas. Stays in Vegas. Eat some cheddar cheese and some grapes for me. Thanks, Ham. Charcuterie tray. Charcuterie. The ham. Yeah. Okay. Um, we love you, Harold. Appreciate you tuning us in. I liked your question, Eugene. I was kind of feeling you on it, even though Coach Rule sort of took the more institutional response. But I was thinking about this during the Houston game. Man, Robbie Anderson. Seems like it's been a while since we've called his name. Yes. I was trying to allude to that point just a little bit as – that there's so many weapons and so many stars. When Sam Donald goes through his progression, it seems to me that whoever is open, 
that's the person he's getting to rock to when he goes through his progressions. And so unless he's not on the first thing in that progression, and sometimes we see those deeper routes that happens a little bit longer down the field, then you go to a DJ or you go to a Trimble or you go to one of the backs. I mean, and, and that's okay. But that's what I mean by so many weapons that you have that every, everybody can't touch the ball. It, it's just impossible. I feel like this happened. We had we had the same conversation with different names last year because Robbie had a big year last year, and there were certain weeks we go, well, DJ Moore's not getting the ball. Curtis 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 Samuel's not getting the ball, and so it's like he said, there's always going to be somebody. But I think it's a long season. It's 17 games that Robbie Anderson. They're all going to end up with a thousand yards because the season's 17. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think he's going to end up with his his touches. Is it maybe good because he is an important part of the team? Uh, to get him off early sometimes, just like a quick like bubble screen, re- wide receiver screen, where you just get him involved and kind of get it out of the way and then get into the flow of the offense with everybody? I, I totally agree that you always get those receivers who are your big money receivers. Get them involved quickly. Get them a little quick bubble screen, a quick slant. Get them to rock so that they they get prepared for, oh, the ball's coming to me. Even if it doesn't come through you the, the entire time, at least you know that you're targeted and you're not that forgotten guy because the last thing you want to do is keep running drive routes and routes, and and then you're the decoy, you know. Especially when you have that type of ability, and that way you keep everyone happy and everyone, you know. It's hard to be, you know, unselfish because you want to get the ball. I mean, everybody wants the ball, you know. So you want to be selfish in some regard. Say, hey, I want to be targeted. So, and I think he is targeted. I just think that I would target him a little bit more. Don't you guys? We talk about this some, but I mean, I'm continually amazed and impressed by how this staff substitutes. If you're a player on this team, the message sent to you is: if you're second team, like Coach Rule says, that's not a tattoo. Change <laughs> your status, and they 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 get opportunity. So the message being sent to you is: you're a valuable part of this team, and you're going to play. If you got a uniform and you're up, man, you better hang loose because it doesn't matter. Erickson, Zilstra, yeah, Tremble, they've all had big catches. Colin somewhere. Thompson yep. has gotten oiled up. I mean, they play the depth. I love it. And that ball to Erickson by uh, Sam Darnold on the outside on that drive route across the field hit him in stride. You saw the defensive back lay out and could not get to the ball. That ball play was made by Sam Darnold. All right, so keys to the game, Panthers at Dallas, and uh, we'll talk about that and more when we continue with Panther Talk next. Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome are back for another season of Jordan and Jake. Each week, Jordan and Jake share their thoughts on Panthers news, take a trip down memory lane, and keep you updated on Jordan's farm and Jake's horses. Jordan and Jake and all our Panthers podcasts are available now on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Alexa. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mick, Eugene, the Zoke. Hate to see Dan Arnold walk out the door, but you don't get a player the caliber of C.J. Henderson for just nickels and dimes. But can we infer that uh, because the Panthers did this deal, and I heard an Ian Rappaport report today that said that the Jaguars would not dance unless Dan Arnold was a part of the deal. They really wanted him. Can we infer that Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas, Colin Thompson, that the Panthers feel pretty good about that group? Absolutely. The inference for me immediately when, when I know that Dan was gone, I'm like, huh, you like Trimble. Because what we've seen with Trimble, a guy from Middle Dame who was a blocking you know, tight end is much more of a, a receiving tight end than any other receiving tight end that we have. And I'm saying, I think you got to go ahead and feature him. I think you got to go ahead and use him. And 
I think he's that guy that you now use like Olsen, that you use like when, when Olsen was here. Mm-hmm. He, he's a guy who's going to move the chains. He catches the ball extremely well, and there's just something about him. I don't know what it is. It's something about him. That's why you can let uh, Dan Arnold. The fact go. that you could use him in a running back role. <laughs> I can a, put him at On that back, sweep yeah. and score a touchdown last week. We had uh, Scott Fitterer in the booth uh, during the uh, preseason during one of our games. And we went through a couple different players. And I said, in his career at Notre Dame, Trumbull had 400 yards passing in his career, uh, receiving, 400 yards receiving in his career. I said, how did you, are you surprised how well he's caught the ball? He goes, no, because we looked at the tape. They just weren't using him. Mm. It wasn't that he had 400 yards receiving because he wasn't capable. It was just he wasn't featured in that way. But we saw the athleticism on tape. And, uh, and that's doing your homework of just not looking at analytics and stats, but you know, watching the tape, doing your, your film study, and, and seeing what you got. Let him eat. Let him eat. I heard Trimble say today when he was at Notre Dame, there was a game, might have been against Michigan, and Trimble was up to be the starting kick returner. So wow. All, isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. So they're all, I mean, they're all great athletes, but uh, but he's he's got the the twitchy, you know, the fast. Yeah, and don't forget that fight. jet sweep that he had, uh, you know, on the goal, near the goal line, jet sweeping and, and scores a touchdown. I mean, he's a big man, but he, he was able to elude linebackers and safeties. Well, this is a, a big chance and uh, opportunities, secondly to Trimble, is Ian Thomas. Because this is the career, this is the contract year coming up, and like every year, like this is the year. He's had a great off season, great OTAs. So this is going to be maybe some more opportunities coming his way to show what he could do. Maybe. Okay, we got about thirty seconds. Maybe not even that. How do you see the Dallas matchup with the Panthers? Will Dallas be the the best team the Panthers have faced so far? Absolutely. Dak Prescott is a beast. Dak Prescott makes that team go. He makes it move. I want to see the matchup of their offense against our defense. Yes. With Prescott, those two receivers you mentioned, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, the two running backs. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be fun to watch. Our defensive front against their offensive front. I think that we win. Should be a great test. And it's when you go there and win, you feel like you've done something because everything's bigger. In the state of Texas. <laughs> You're right about that. You got to right, chicken marsala this time? <laughs> uh, not this time. No, give me a steak. All right. For the Zoke, for Jeannie <laughs> Robb, it's Mick. We'll see you next time for another Panther Talk on this, the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule. Brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.